Yo, 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 Thought Warriors, what is up? It is I, Van Lathan. And it's me, Rachel Lindsay. Special emergency episode of Higher Learning to discuss the absolute travesty happening in the world track and field with track star Shakari Richardson not being able to participate in the 100-meter dash at the Olympics. This is a hot-button mm-hmm. issue, and we could not miss it. We have brought in somebody who knows more about this stuff than anybody. Thanks to Rachel, we were able to get down with Olympic gold medalist Sonia Richards-Ross, who uh, gave us some sobering real talk on this entire mm-hmm. thing. So uh, we appreciate you guys joining us for a special episode. Let's bring in Sonia right now so we can talk. Controversy has struck the 2021 Olympic Games, um, and it's controversy in one of the most, mm, I'd say, heartbreaking ways. There is a, a young runner, Shakari Richardson. Am I pronouncing her name right? Shakari. Shakari. Shakari Richardson. By the way, I just want to say something before we move on. Uh, shout out to LSU. Okay. <laughs> I know Rachel knew that I was going to say this. This is oh, one of but ours. Keep, no. No, she's one of ours as well. She's from Oak Cliff, Texas, Carter right. High School, right That's down right. the street from where I spent my entire life. So we, we can both can on. we both can claim. We can move on, but I want to say something right now. <laughs> she was born Texas. She chose Louisiana. Oh, here so, we go. so, so. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, Shakari Richardson, um, one of not just one of the most electric athletes, someone who's had great success on the track. Uh, but also has captivated a lot of people's uh, minds and hearts with the way that she is an, a bona fide sports star who is only going to see her star rise, I believe, in these Olympic Games. Uh, tested positive for marijuana. She tested positive for marijuana. It was announced yesterday. We are doing a very special episode of Higher Learning Today. And that means that at least for the 100-meter dash, if I'm uh, to be... a to to understand she will not be able to compete at least in that event there are other events that she will compete in but in the 100 meter dash which is the signature spotlight solo sprinting event at the olympics she will not be able to compete this has split the internet down the middle Mm -hmm. with some people saying she knew the rules she smoked anyway she shouldn't have done that and other people saying getting popped for weed at this time when it's decriminalized all over the country uh, shouldn't have any effect on whether or not she can run in Tokyo. We have something exceedingly rare on the podcast today, an Olympic gold medalist. We have Sonia Richards-Ross joining us today on the podcast, thanks to Rachel. First of all, how are you doing, Sonia? Secondly, what do you think of all of this as a member of the United States and really the world track and field community? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. I love, love, love the podcast. You guys are killing it. So this is amazing. Um, And I am of two minds about it. Like on the one hand, I am heartbroken uh, for for Shakari and for the fans. The fans, I know we were all so excited to see this race in Tokyo. And I was going to have front row seats to it because I'm going to be in Tokyo. Mm. I just couldn't wait to see Shakari um, and Shelly and Fraser Price link up and to see how fast they would run and to see the outcome. So for the fans, I'm very devastated. Also, too, I heard Shakari this morning on Good Morning America or the mm-hmm. station. And, you know, it, she's been through so much. And to hear her talk about that. And the one thing I have to say, 
I give her so much credit for taking responsibility. Like I have heard through my career, so many athletes find a way to say, you know, I was in the room and the person, you know, like all these types of things. And she just owned it. And to be so young, um, you know, I just, I just respect her so much for all of that. But at the end of the day, I have to say as an Olympian, it has been, you know, the way I've lived my life and it's, it's about sticking to the rules. And at the end of the day, Shakari knew the rules and marijuana is banned in competition. You can smoke outside of competition, but you're not allowed to smoke in competition. And I just think nobody's above the rules. And so, you know, unfortunately, I think that she has to get a band. They've actually given her the shortest band that they could. I wish it would happen after the Olympics. But, you know, I, I think it, it is, you know, it's par for the course. You have to. I didn't even take vitamins, guys, when I was competing. I was so afraid of even having contaminated vitamin C that I didn't even take vitamins. So at the end of the day, you got to you got to abide by the rules. So. This is tough for me because literally on the podcast this week, we were talking about the NCAA changing their rules. Right. And we had a conversation about Reggie Bush and about his Heisman Trophy, which I said he should not get. I said, those were the rules. Now, you know, I'm a little biased. You know, why? <laughs> you know how it goes. But um, I, I said, those were the rules. He knew them and um, he still did what he did. But call me a hypocrite. I don't feel that same way about Shakari, and I'm struggling with this because this was a one. What Van? What? Don't show out in front of the guests. I'm not about to show out. I'm just saying that is. I'm a gonna tell you. I'm gonna four. tell you why. Okay. okay. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> Reggie Bush. It was not a one-time thing. He continued to break the rules. He did it for to for gain for personal gain. Okay. Shakari, if anybody has watched her interview on the Today Show, she talked about the loss of her mother. She talked about how she found out on camera by a reporter, which being in the media, we all are. That is so extremely tacky. I cannot believe that that was done. She talked about her mental health. She talked about how it put her in a tailspin and she was trying to cope. And so she just did how, what she knew how to do to cope. To me, there has to be some sort of exception. This isn't wasn't her good timing. This wasn't her doing something in, in a selfish way. This was her trying to do something to protect her peace and her mental health. And she she didn't know what else to do. So this is what she resorted to. And so I find it hard to compare her to a Reggie Bush van. Oh, we'll do this after it, some, we'll do this after company leaves because we got to we got to play that out. Yeah, I, I I just it's I'm really struggling with this, and so I guess. I'm, I'm a lot now. I lost my question in all of this, but the rules that, as they stand, she will actually when her thirty days is up. That's when the races start, I believe, right. in, in track and field or July right. July thirtieth. Right. So the rules as they stand are that she won't be able to do the Olympic trials, which means that she can't qualify to run the hundred meters. What do you think about the rules in place? Let's take aside. Let's not get con uh, you know controversial and talk about the drugs in place. Right. For these outside circumstances, right. should there be some type of rule in place to change it as it stands? Because I believe the USA is more strict than other countries when it comes to this. It's a good question. So this is actually a WADA sanction, right? So this is the World Anti-Doping Association. This has nothing to do with USATF. Okay. If they could, I am sure they would want to see young Shakari on that track. 
And so this is a, a rule that would impact any athlete competing all over the world. And to be honest, at this point, they are giving her the least amount of time that they have given any athlete for breaking any of these anti-doping rules. And so I think though, Rachel, you bring up a very important conversation and very important point. Like this is also a mental health issue, right? And when people use marijuana as medicinal use, should that be, should there be exceptions? That's a different conversation that I think that this happening in track and field will force it along. Obviously in the NFL, they no longer test for marijuana. It has been decriminalized in the United States. And so a lot of the organizations have actually stopped testing for it. And I think this will force that in our sport. But as of right now, I think that WADA has done the best that they can. Um, and given her, you know, it's just bad timing. Like literally this happened a month ago. It's not, it's a non-issue, but it just happened at the worst possible time. Hmm. So here's my thing. Uh, I don't like it. All right. It, 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 I don't like it. And obviously I don't like it as a chapter for a story, but to the point that you just made, I think that there are oftentimes where incidents like this happen and they become sort of flashpoint moments in the history or the future of a sport to where we get to re-examine whether or not the rules actually make sense. And in this particular case, for whatever reason that she was using marijuana, for whatever reason that she was smoking, doesn't make any sense for marijuana, which is not performance enhancing, to affect an athlete that has worked their whole life for it. Look, I get the, I get it. I understand, you know, that it, it was, she was in a situation where she knew the rules. She, she, and she took the chance. But there have to come a time when we ask if the rules are fair and if the rules make any sense. Right. And I think this is one of those times that we're going to ask this. I'm going to ask you this as somebody, like I said before, who's in the world, who's in the fraternity. What do you think the reaction from her teammates and from Team USA and from everybody else is going to be around this? How do you think they're going to react? How do you think they feel right now? If, if, if you were there, give us some insight into that. Yeah, I mean, I my phone has been ringing off the hook since yesterday. And, you know, from every level, um, from the television, I work with NBC now to coaches, to athletes, you know, everybody is deeply saddened by what has happened. Um, track and field is not one of those sports that is, you know, celebrated all year round. And so to see the kind of love that Shakari's presence has brought to our sport has given all of us pride to see Michelle Obama tweeting Shakari and all the stars like really looking forward to seeing her compete. I think, I think we all took a lot of joy in that. And so everybody is extremely disappointed about it. Um, and, you know, and, and hoping and wishing that the circumstances were different. But I think to be very honest, as an athlete, when you know, like, Van, like we used to have to every single day tell USADA where we were, right? Like it's, it's like, you guys can't even imagine how strict it is. Um, when it comes to giving our urine samples, making ourselves available and being held responsible for what we put in our bodies. And so I think that a lot of athletes, although they have a lot of empathy because of what she's been through, also understand that these are the same rules that we had to abide, abide by. And uh, many of us did it successfully. And so we also are like, man, like, you know, like we, we, you know, we we're so like I said, we're very torn about it because, you know, the rules are the rules and we all have to abide by them. Let me ask you this and let me tell you could tell me if you don't want to answer. Sure. 
the people who competed in the hundred meters are already getting notified if they're going to get, you know, if they place fourth, right. you know, uh, they're bumped up to third now. How would you feel? Now, for you, it's a little different because, you know, when you were running the 400 meters, you were the favorite one. You were favorite <laughs> to get the gold and did. But how would you feel as an athlete knowing, because you're a competitor at the end yes. of the day. So that means you want the yes. best of the best to be in the competition. How would yes. you feel knowing that the favored winner yeah. um, is no longer in the competition? Would that impact you as an athlete? Yeah, hands down, Rachel. Like, I would not want to be bumped up from fourth to third. Like, you know, and it's funny because we were having this conversation at the meet when there were some disqualifications happening. We're like, hey, like the person who won on that day deserves to be on the team. You know, we all agree that marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. So it didn't make her run faster. So at the end of the day, I think the team feels like, man, we want to send our best athletes to Tokyo. And I think for the person who got fourth, it's kind of bittersweet. It's like, yeah, I get to go represent Team USA, but dang, like I didn't get it done on that day and I'm not the best. And so I do think for that person, it's tough. And I think for the entire team, it's like we're missing like a warrior. Like this woman wasn't just fast, like everything she stood for, like how she came out, like, you know, it's like literally like the modern day Flojo and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, she gives us all permission to be ourselves and be great. So I think, you know, on many levels, it's disappointing. And yes, I think we all as competitors want to see the best people on the, on the track. So last thing I'll ask you is there's been some talk on, on the old Twitter sphere about why she was tested, yeah. right? She has yeah. this big, huge moment where she runs faster than everybody. She's super fast. Yeah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, boom, random test mm -hmm. as if, which is making a lot of people think, okay, they were trying to say that it was impossible for her to go for her to have gone as fast as what she went. And they were testing her in order to get her on something. Could you no. clear up any of that stuff for us? I'm, I'm happy to clear that up for you guys. <laughs> so at the major competitions, the top three finishers are automatically tested because what happened mm. is that you, you know, if you're, if you're actually on a steroid or a drug, that performance can't stand. And so we're randomly tested throughout the year. So many of us are tested more often than others, but at major competitions like the Olympic trials, you can guarantee the person that crosses the finish line first is headed straight to drug testing. And so there was absolutely no targeting of Shakari. I want people to know this young woman has been running fast since she was in high school. Like she's the state champ, 11-1 in high school, uh, broke the collegiate record as a freshman in at LSU. So we've seen this greatness coming. I know, LSU, Texas. Uh, <laughs> we've seen this coming for a long time. So there was definitely no targeting of Shakari. You know, she's, she's definitely great. But yeah, I mean, we're all tested. The minute you cross that finish line first at the Olympic trials, your butt is going straight to drug testing. There's just no way around it. Last question for me, where do you see or where do you predict or what do you predict this will do for the sport yeah. and for the Olympics? Uh, I think 100% um, the idea of whether marijuana should be uh, banned in competition will be challenged. Um, and I think that it will probably go away because I think many of the larger sports that I feel like track and field is always a little bit behind. <laughs> I think that they'll follow suit. Um, and I think I also think the best part of this conversation will be uh, following mental health issues and how can we support people who need different resources to be able to handle anxiety, depression, all of these things. 
um, I think that that conversation will also be brought to the forefront and people will have opportunities to use what they need to be able to cope. But ultimately, I think that, you know, next year you won't be tested for mental health. We're still going to carry on the track in Tokyo Day. We are. We are. (laughs) So before I leave, I'll just make one more comment. You know, um, you guys can just say you guys don't want me to leave. I don't have anywhere to go. I look you up (laughs) and you, you are, you are both, you're in an interesting track and field situation to me because you're an American track legend, right? But you you were born in the area of our nemesis. (laughs) I was thinking that wasn't going to come up on this conversation, but man, leave it to you. In the area of our nemesis. (laughs) We just can't beat them. They so fucking fast. God damn. So uh, I'll just ask you a fun question. Do you have like a little bit of pride in the Jamaicans when we can't catch them? <laughs> She's shaking her head. She's like, hell yeah. No, I wasn't shaking no, for that she last didn't know part. what you were going right. to say. I wasn't right. shaking for that last part. But Van, I'll tell you this, though. Um, it does bring me tremendous pride to see what our small third world country has been able to produce mm, when yes. it comes to speed and um, and, you know, Usain Bolt, Shelly and Fraser, all my peers, all people that I just love and respect a great deal. Um, but obviously when I was on the track, I was trying to beat them. Like, <laughs> and you did. We were not friends when I was competing, but no, it brings me great pride. And I, you know, I always say I feel like I got the best of both worlds. Being born in Jamaica, Van Ware and Rachel, where track and field was the most popular sport. And I got to really learn from the best and pour, you know, some people poured into me and then to come to the United States and work with one of the best 400 meter coaches in the world. I mean, I feel like a really lucky girl. And when I was on the track, I definitely felt like I represented both. I represented Team USA and I represented Jamaica. And it was a beautiful thing. Amazing. We thank you so much for giving thank us you. A, yes. experts opinion thank here. You. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Of to course, Sonia Richards Ross you, for joining us. Yes, thank, thank you. So you. Much Tell the fam, hey. Of course, and y'all keep doing it. You guys are killing it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> now you know damn I'm well. So glad Rach. we had some more Texas blood on here. What? We, we got. I know damn well. This. We got to talk about this Reggie Bush. Uh, I had. I knew Richardson no, thing. no, because I, I. This is my real take, and I, and I know people are going to say I'm a hypocrite. I know it. So let's go. Come on. Well, let's talk so, about it. So, so let's. So, and by the way, I just want to. I want to let everybody know we're going to give you. We're going to give you thirty minutes here. We're not going to go too long. It's a special episode. We're going to give you ten more minutes. But, but I also want to say, just before we get into this, the Iggy Azalea song. Just go listen to it. We're going to talk about it on the next podcast. I'm understand. not a stripper. I'm a stripper in the club, or what I'm, is it? I'm a stripper. Uh, it, it's I am the strip club. Is it the song or the video that's got you? It's twisted. I don't. I think people like the song. Okay. Okay. I think people like the song, which is fine. I don't understand what's happening. I'm so old. I feel like Clint Eastwood. Like I like I don't I don't get it. Like I I felt like an abomination to me. Feel like the I had video a, or the song. Just the song itself. Okay. It just seems like okay. terrible. But anyway, right. we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that on Monday. So explain to me the difference in just, your takes between Reggie. No, but I need a come on, man. You touched on no, it. no, but here is my thing. I think that what happened with Shakari is a particular special ex, like exception, right? Okay. A lot of things came together. She is not a somebody who's habitually breaking the rules when it comes to track and field, when it comes to 
performance enhancing drugs. This is a one time thing. The way she found out what she found out, I can't even imagine what would happen to me. Like that, all that has to come into consideration. And so I think that this is a different situation. This is also something where you prepare for four years, in this case, five years for the Olympics to happen. This is her signature race. I just think that there should be, I'm not saying she shouldn't be suspended. She was already going to miss some races, but the Olympics in general for her particular race, I know she can still run the four by 100 if they allow her, right? Because there's two spots, four spots. You have to qualify. Two spots are open. So they might not even allow her to do that. Mm-hmm. I just think that this is something that so opposite from Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush broke the rules multiple times for personal gain. Personal gain. Money, cars, mm-hmm. clothes, mm-hmm. houses. Mm-hmm. Not just him, family members, whatever mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's a totally different situation. How? I just told the, you. But the rules are the rules. The rules are the rules. But I think that you could have, I just think this is an exception. There's also exceptions to the rules. Call, call me a hypocrite. I don't <laughs> I'm not care. Calling you, I'm not calling no, you a no, hypocrite. No, no, people I'm, will. No, I know I'm you're trying, not. I'm trying, to see, I'm trying to see what the logic is because I'm, here's the thing. I'm telling you, the though, there, it, it may not be logical, right? Yes, if the if the rule, if that's the rule and she broke it, then she should have the, the consequences that, that come with breaking that rule. I get it. I just think that this is something that's different. And I think that they should consider that. When I, I was heartbroken when I watched her. And she looked like, once again, if you watch the video, she tried to, she talked about how she has to put on a face and perform. She seemed like that's exactly what she was doing in that interview with Savannah Guthrie as well today. Like yeah. she was trying to fight through the pain. Yeah. So the thing with Reggie is this, and I and the reason why I think it's worth talking about is because I think, ooh, hair flip. <laughs> I, I think that it's worth noting that athletes grow up in fucked up financial situations and they grow up where they've never really had anything and they people do well well, people do and this is in this situation i'm talking about the athletes right and then they go to (laughs) million and billion dollar corporations like these ncaa schools and yeah like as far as the human factor about if your family is in a bad situation financially and you can run super fast and someone offers to help your family out. You don't think that when we're talking about exceptions, especially for kids and you're 17 or 18 years old, you don't think that you're being a little heavy handed in terms of the way you're looking at Shakari's situation and the terms and the way you're looking at Reggie Bush's situation. He was a kid too. And he took I, he, he, kid he, was not in my defense. I, I I know, but what I'm saying is you're talking about like the exception you make for humanity and the exception that you make for when people make mistakes. And I'm looking at the Reggie Bush situation and I'm I'm looking at somebody that was being exploited in a way and went outside of that for personal gain. And I don't understand how we can't make the corollary here. They're both two Be- people that did something the they reason knew that was wrong. That th- the reason that they did it is different. That's how I feel. The reasoning behind them breaking the rules is different, right? It, if you told me that Reggie Bush took the money to put somebody in a facility or took some, like, like needed the money to pay for, you know, medical care for, for an ailing uh, family member. He took the money and put his family in a house. 
He could have waited three more years to do that. See what I'm saying? <laughs> you just don't like him. They made it that long. They made it that long. They could have waited three more years for that house. <laughs> he, put, he, he put his family in a house. What's this Reggie Bush thing? Is this just a Texas USC thing? Seriously, let me know. No, we won. What, what, what do I have? What do I have against it? We won a national championship. But what USC is this? did not. What is it's this not Reggie, Reggie Bush thing? The only reason I'm talking about Reggie is because he... They wouldn't return his calls. I still think that's so that's a, Reggie. That's the so, only thing. They would re- that's the only reason. I would bring up a different athlete, but he was in the news, and that's why I'm, I'm bringing him up. It is nothing against Reggie Bush. Okay. Reggie Bush, come on the podcast. Reggie, no. Nah, we'll return your call. Well, we'll, we'll return. return. So look, uh, a sports agent gave Reggie $291,000 in cash and gifts. Uh, Reggie and his family did stuff. Um, he lost his bid for arbitration. Reggie, my heart goes out to you, buddy. Did he have to give the money back? Did he have to give the house back? I'm not sure what happened with all of this stuff. You know, I'm, was I'm, he prohi- he was he prohibited from entering the draft? No. No, they took his Heisman Trophy. We're talking like we're, we're talking about the memories. The memories wait, are still wait, there wait, for wait, Reggie. Talk, the memories are still there. Wait, 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 we're talking about once in a lifetime opportunities. Do you know what you know what club is smaller than the Olympic gold medal winners club? The Heisman Trophy Club. Reggie Bush has the memories, the pictures of him ha- holding the trophy. The only thing he doesn't have is the actual trophy in his house. He had the whole experience. Now, if you told me that Reggie didn't get to attend the ceremony, that he didn't get his name called, that he didn't get to stand up there with the rest of the winners, that would be a different story. But he has it all. He's got the memories. We know Reggie won. We He might not have the trophy, but in our minds, we know that he won. I don't know if it was 2005, 2006, whatever. We know he's the Heisman Trophy winner that year. We know. Hold on to those memories, Reggie. Jesus. Because you can't hold Christ. on to that trophy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible way you treat them. So the, the last paragraph of his Wikipedia on this is, Reggie has reached out to the NCAA and the Heisman <laughs> Trophy. Uh, but they said that they wouldn't be corresponding with him. Oh, my God. Just the fact that they won't give Reggie a call back. <laughs> because it's, it's like Reggie. It's not going to happen. I think they're just kind of like, we're, we don't even need to waste our time. You got to, you got to, you, you, you have to be, you have to admit you're not being consistent on the Shakari thing. Let's just admit that. Sometimes I, I we're said not that. consistent. Yeah, That's okay. the first thing I said. I said, yeah. I know what I said just this week, just yesterday. Really. By the way, I think consistency is overrated. Sometimes I change my sure. mind and sometimes shit comes up to where I'm like, fuck it. And you know we're allowed I mean? to do that. And we're yeah. allowed to do that. But, but. I will say when we're talking about young athletes, I think the greater point here is that we have to look at not just the way they affect the rules, but the way the rules affect them. I do disagree with uh, uh, with Sonya. Um, I don't have any grounds to disagree with Sonya. Sonya ran yeah. it and she did everything that she had she to do. She lived it. Yeah. She lived it. Uh, but I do disagree with Sonya. I think that, you know, like you said, situations come into play and make us view the rules in a different light. And I think this is an opportunity there. So I wouldn't say that I disagree with Sonya. I'd say that I come at it from a different angle. This is an opportunity for us to look at these rules and examine whether or not they make any sense. And to me, this doesn't make any sense, especially, might I say, might I add, if there were structures in place to really help these kids deal with their mental health issues and, uh, their mental health problems. And if there were structures there that helped them grieve, that walked them 
through that and they didn't have to turn to medicating. I mean, to mm-hmm. be honest with you, what we're looking at is a phenomenon that is that represents the fact that a lot of times when people go through things like the loss of a parent, like the loss of a relationship, uh, the loss of a job, the loss of whatever, that as a society, we haven't built enough structures for them to be able to really talk to somebody about that. And yeah. what they've learned how to do is medicate about it. And these kids, these people, these Americans that look all types of different ways and from all different parts of this country have learned that alcohol or, or drugs or whatever, and in this case, weed is actually very good for that. It's not alcohol, so it's, I might have been conflating those two. It's the way to do it, and we don't have a healthcare structure or, even to be honest with you, a culture that empowers people either emotionally or financially to deal with their issues and deal with their problems. So this is something that's been going on for a long time with the way people deal with things and the way people cope with things. And I think it's a wake up call for us to understand that this is the way that it happens. Um, And it's a perfect opportunity to say that sometimes human beings matter a little bit more than the rules. And sometimes human beings are what make break us out of the rules. Like we're going into the July 4th weekend. We're celebrating rule breakers all weekend long. <laughs> We're celebrating true. rule breakers, guys that went. Okay, you you said that it's time to. Well, you guys are celebrating, but like you said, you said that it's time to to pay our taxes. Well, guess what? Why would we pay taxes when we feel like we're not represented? Why would we do this? We challenge the rules, and you know, a worldwide revolution was 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 had in terms of you know what the United States' place in Western culture means. So, you know, I just think everybody just, I understand the rules, but, you know, maybe we can be human too. That's all I'd say. For Reggie Bush's. Which is exactly what she tweeted. Not for not for Reggie Reggie Bush's Bush's sake. Reggie's fine. Sometimes a human being needs a charger, baby. Sometimes a human being needs a charger. I want a car. USC, I am Reggie Bush, and I like to Somebody drive got around it. in a charger. Probably, yeah, I think it was a charger. I'm going to look. No, no, it was an Impala. It was a tricked out Impala. And here's the only thing about the tricked out Impala. An Impala? Well, no, let me look at Reggie Bush car. I got to look it up because it was like a, um, it was some kind of old school charger car. Uh it, but it, he, he, he <laughs> Reggie Bush car. It was a, uh, it was he it was a, it was a. I'm looking it up right now. It's like a, because he was he was on the cover of a magazine with it, with the car. So he yeah. was just flaunting See, look. it. See, look, this is the Reggie Bush on the cover of the magazine with the car when he was in college. Is that before he got um in trouble or after? I, this is before. So, so he was just bold. He did, a, he just yeah, really didn't it's care. A, it's, I think it's a tricked out Impala. You know what I mean. Mm. Um, the Heisman edition is Reggie Bush, and he's 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 he got a tricked out in Paula, and uh, <laughs> and then they were like, "Yo, nigga, how you got that shit?" And he was like, "I don't know." It's like wow. Reggie, like Reggie, wow. how'd you get that in Paula? Shit, I have found it. Wow, this is my, this is my man, this is my man, this man, this is my man car. Shout out to Reggie Bush, fantastic I mean, athlete, not- great person. I think give him his Heisman back. Give him his fucking Heisman back. Shout out to you. All right. All right. All right. Look, that's it. What are you doing it. this weekend? You going to have a good weekend? Me? Yeah, I think I am. I think it's. I'm going to take the weekend to clean up the house and stuff. Same, right? Actually, yeah. Kalika and I are going hiking. Yeah, I heard about this. Uh, I, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that you guys should bring Bozeman on the hike. Yeah. I'm not bringing Copper. 
Yeah, why not? Why not let these dogs get some guys? It's too hot. It's too hot. It's too hot. Stop. Let these dogs live. Like Kalika's been getting mad at me because I feed Bozeman from like, you know, like the table and stuff. But when he comes over, he's cute. Oh, I feed Copper from yeah, the table. Yeah, too. he comes over, he's cute. He's like, uh, I'm eating something. He goes, Dad, can I have some? And I'm like, God damn right. I love you so All much. All right, you better stop. I, we did that too. And this morning I caught Copper in a corner taking a shit. <laughs> you guys, he's sick. He's sick this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thought worse. We we worked we worked more than we were supposed to for you guys this week. We love you guys. Uh, take think caps up, but not stop learning. I am Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>